Hi there, ladies and gents. Welcome to the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. My name is Anthony Taylor. In today's episode, I'm joined by Lori Corquera, who is the co-founder and CEO of Spark Creations. Lori and I got to meet up in person and have a conversation about love, values, behavior, connection, and what it really takes as a leader to communicate with your people and to create that environment and that space for people to feel heard and to share honestly and openly, and ultimately that turns into better results for your organization. We had a lot of fun in this conversation. We got to uh, record a video as well, so if you're interested in seeing the full video, you can do that on smestrategy.net. And in the show notes page, she shares her own resources from Spark Creations Inc., as well as her circle reflection card, so you can look back on what you've accomplished in your year. Uh, We had a lot of fun in this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Without further ado, Lori Corquera of Spark Creations. Hi, Lori. Hi, Anthony. How are you? I'm doing awesome. We don't know where to look. We don't do a lot of videos. So today, this is our first video. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. My name is Anthony Taylor. I'm joined by Lori Corquera, who is the co-founder of Spark Creations. And... um, so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to, to chat and talk about what you do and yeah. HR and people and just life. Awesome. So Let's uh, do it. Do you want to tell people, because you people are here to listen to us, so that's really great. So t- why don't you tell everyone uh, a bit about you and a bit about your company? Sure. Well, thank you so much, Anthony, first of all, for featuring um, myself in our story, and I'm always excited to share more about Spark. So when people ask me about Spark... Um, I always have different ways to kind of share what we do and and I don't know if people still get it because it really is about connecting people and making sure that they they feel really good about themselves and that's kind of how we started the business but now that we do a lot of the work in corporate it's really about humanizing work. Cool. Okay. So let's take a step back. I got a humanizing work part. Yeah. Lori works with people and at the the heart of every business are, are people. So tell me about what you do for people, what you do for leaders, and what you really bring to the table uh, when it comes to working with organizations. Okay, so I'm gonna also take a step back. When we first started (laughs) our company, um, Spark Creations, we actually started doing personal development retreats. And the reason why we wanted to work with individuals is because we found it's so important for people to really understand who they are so that they can live and lead the most authentic life. And now that's converted and translated into the workplace because in the workplace, they're all human beings. And we also want to feel more connected and have more purpose with the, you know, with our careers and our roles and our teams. And, you know, earlier before we started, Anthony said, you know, I really want to share, you know, what can people do as leaders within organizations? And we always start with the individual. So we hope that from this session, you're going to actually learn some tips and tools on how to become a better human being and better leader within your organizations. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's bang on. So like, (laughs) is that more clear? Oh, yeah, I I think so. We'll get we'll get into it. So like what I hear from that is like not just you have like the unit as an organization, but then you have like the individual at themselves, um, not just as like a, a, an employee, because they're certainly an employee, you know, your manager, your leader, you're working with people, but how can you lead yourself, if, how can you lead other people if you can't lead yourself? Like you can't pour from an empty vessel. So really like getting people connected to who they are yeah. and then being able to be authentic mm-hmm. so that there's like nothing in the way of them connecting with people. Yeah, well let me ask you a question. So when, when you feel really good about who you are as a person, right? So you, you understand however way you get to that place, right? You, we do it by getting people to learn more about 
themselves. But once they understand who they are, what makes them tick, what their strengths are and their values, and then they, they get to live their life every day from that place, what do you think that gives someone? What does that give you? Because I know you've done a lot of work as well. How do you feel when you feel really good about who you are? It's my jam. It's your jam. Like I get to be, I get to be really free. That's right. Like free, free to be, free to act, free to like be as weird as I want on a podcast yes. or on a video and like just really like get to be authentic and then it allows me to connect with people. There's, yeah. Yeah. And when you feel free, you feel like you can just uh, do anything, mm. right? Like there's, there's, you feel safe and you feel trusted and that you belong. And that's really what we're at the heart of what we're doing, wanting every single person to feel at work and at home. Cool. And what I get from out of that is like spark creation is like you have people in your organization and ultimately everything is being created. Mm -hmm. So when you are that free self, that's when you are creative. That's when you are creating and you're making stuff happen because like as entrepreneurs or business owners, if we're both entrepreneurs, so we're making stuff happen. Every day is a new creation. That's right. So, And we love to even use the word co-creation because we, we, when we work with our clients or individuals, teams, or organizations, they come to us and say, hey, we've got this challenge. We want to improve communication. We want our leaders to be better leaders or whatever it might be. And we say, well, we're going we're gonna to be here. We're going to extract or the, understand what your strengths are, but we're going to do this together. We're really facilitating conversations and connections, but really we're doing this together. Cool. Okay, so without giving away like the secret sauce of yes. what you do when organizations, so why do organizations call you? first yeah so um, anything to do with people you said right so in an organization it could be uh, someone who's just feeling like I need to understand what matters to me most you know I want to have a, a clear understanding of my career so that might be an individual connecting with us we always get that as well or it might be an HR professional and they're looking for some inspiration and they want to improve their programs within the organization but we're always looking at it from a culture perspective okay. not just the transactional HR um, duties but like how do we elevate the, the work experience as a whole like holistically um, also business owners you know business owners from startups to larger organizations they just want to create the best workplace experience and so that's how we kind of get connected but even before we get started whether they want to do an onboarding program or a leadership program coaching whatever it might be because um, we really personalize and customize to the needs of the organization we want to understand first who are you like what what are you all about and that's when we start to define their culture story first okay cool I'm gonna adjust this a little bit here okay. so we get a little bit more close okay there we go so talk about culture yeah talk about workplace what does that look like as you like go into the steps so we have people watching here and say okay i want to improve my culture i want to create a better workplace i want my people to be empowered you know what are some of the things that they can do to to, to move that forward oh well again it starts from the leader so if you are someone who is not feeling connected to your role first things first is do you even know what your core values are so core values are what we what we say are innate within an individual you're kind of either born with it or you kind of um, sort of develop and uncover that as you grow uh, older or you know go through life but really it determines or defines what matters to you most if you don't know what matters to you most then 
you know, you start to feel unhappy or disengaged, but you don't quite know why, mm. right? Maybe there's a leader or a team or a project or something that just doesn't feel right. And you don't know what it is. Sometimes we just end up ignoring it, settling until we get sick or feel like we want to be away from work. And we don't want that to happen. So first things first is understand what your values are, what matters to you most, and then check in. Do I get to live and lead my values every day in my career or in my life? And once you know that, then you can start to make choices and decisions that are in complete alignment. And again, back to what we talked about. If you're in complete alignment, you feel really grounded, you feel really good about yourself, that's when you get to be, you know, everything. Like, that's when you can just show up and do and create. Cool. So, like, your values are, like, I look at values as, like, your DNA. Mm -hmm. Like, it's part of who you are. And then when you have that values alignment, personally, that's when you're, like, free to be, free to act, free to make something happen. And then from the organizational perspective, then there's like, okay, are people, I guess, comfortable? You know, like there's like a fast lane, a slow lane, a medium lane. Are they in the right lane? Are they in the right body of water to move them forward? I know it's like a weird analogy, but that people are comfortable with what's happening around them. Is that sort of what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, if, if when, if, a company doesn't have clearly defined values or they have values on their wall or on their website but they're for whatever reason haven't integrated into their programs there's some inconsistent behaviors within the organization as as they make decisions or leaders are not really living the values then that could cause problems what happens is that it causes friction it causes conflict it causes disconnection and in, and in disengagement ultimately disengagement people just don't feel a sense of why they're there or, or that they feel they belong or that they're contributing. So values from an organizational um, standpoint need to be clear and for an individual so then we can match it. Do they have to be exactly the same? No, but there's got to be some way that they can connect to each other and support each other. And you know, I want to be clear that it's not about you know, finding the perfect fit so that every single person has to look like every single person within the company. Mm. Finding values and defining values is about honoring the person, the individual, their unique self. So values make each and every one of us and companies unique. And so we want to be able to create a culture where we can be ourselves. Okay. So <laughs> I got it. Okay. So I'm going to look at this from a slightly different perspective because we are say heart-centered people. I know you're yeah. definitely a heart, like you're about love. You are literally like the definition. You can feel love. it, right? Yes, I can feel it. Like it's vibrating here. Okay. Okay. So. What if that's not where you come from? Mm. What if you're highly analytical, and I'm not saying that you're not loving if you're highly analytical, but you know, on whatever personality indicator test, you know, that's just not where you vibe. You're like a data-driven, you're you know, linear. Like, how do you start to make that happen in your organization because you see you see that your organization is either not working or you have that sort of disengagement, your people aren't comfortable, maybe people are leaving or quitting or complaining. What can you do? So I guess those are two questions. One, if you're highly analytical, the other one is if you have the symptoms. Yeah, so I'm gonna answer the first question and then you're gonna to have to remind me about the second question, I already forgot that. Yeah. But the first question is, okay, so if you are analytical, maybe you're left brain, you're not all about love and not everyone has to be love. Like that's just my personal core value and one of the core values of Spark. But all organizations have a DNA within their culture. They have a collective of, of people who kind of create that unique culture. And some of them might be like specific, in, you know, traditional. I don't want to say traditional because I want to say I don't want to label any particular 
environment. You know, I know in tech, there are a lot of more analytical, conceptual type of people. So let's just use tech as an example, because we work with a lot of tech companies. 70% of our companies that we work for are, are techies. My business partner is actually an engineer, so she's very technical. And so if she wants to look more for the technical side, you know, you just have to find the, the that's why it's so important that companies are defining what their values are. But it doesn't mean that they can't connect to it. Like, I believe analytical people or people who actually have um, a passion for analytics or being analytical, they are human beings. There's going to be other values that they have in addition to analytical that complements it. So an analytical person isn't just going to be pure analytical. I'm sure that, yeah, if you dig deep down inside, you ask the proper questions, you'll be able to find more about that person. And it will surprise you. I mean, I was in, in a room full of, I would say, 90% software developers, um, project engineers, and all of those very analytical types. And when I asked the question, what is one of your proudest moments in life? Um, some of them said, oh, it was, you know, being a father or my brother or, you know, my mom or, you know, playing the guitar. Like, it's a variety. Mm-hmm. They're all analytical, but they all have other values as well. Got it. So, like, part of that process of discovering your internal values is also you know again like looking at the people and saying hey what do they care about what do they what's important to them yeah Mm -hmm. the more and more that i meet people in in the work that we do i i realize every single person is a human being deep down inside whether they like it or not they won't (laughs) admit it that they're all about they have love but everyone has love everyone has a, a value of family, connection, individualism, um, you know, like there's so many different things and so many, like we're just using like the English dictionary, right? Like there's so many different languages, like it, we're limited by the vocabulary to describe something that means so much to us. So we don't even sometimes use words. We, we get people to use a song or to use an image to illustrate what is important to them because a picture is a thousand words, right? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then so... So definitely answer that question, the analytical side, um, and then, like I guess, like moving that forward. I guess you sort of answered that one. Like, how do you like put that through? So, what are what are like three of like the best practices? If you're like, okay, this is what I need people to know in order to move forward and start like cultivating that culture. Like, one obviously hire Lori and her team, and like that's the first step. But no, what are the three things that you want people to know to say, okay, I want to, I like what you're saying. I want to look at incorporating this for my people. I want to like foster culture in my team. What are, what are some of the things that they should take away? The simplest thing to do today is is just to start connecting with your people, like one by one. Because I, I know that, um, especially because I was in an HR role for, for many years, and some some of us can get really busy and stuck into our offices, and you know we wait for people to come in. And you know I was very conscious about that in the beginning of kind of middle of my career because I didn't want to be that kind of HR person that's always stuck in their office we have to make an effort not just HR but every single person even a team member to team member and just start getting curious about each other start noticing if someone's having a bad day or you know how their weekend was or what what was what what did they learn today like just start connecting with people we're missing the human connection in the workplace which is why we're we're getting busier and busier is because people realize that with all of the technology and over commitment and lots of like every business is doing quite well and markets really high 
right? Like it's, it's just, we've never experienced this much abundance. And at the same time, we're, we're connecting less with each other. We're just, you know, there's no time and everyone's trying to do so many different things. So if you could just pause and even make one personal human connection today and just get curious about them. I don't even have to give you a list of questions. Just, just be, be wondrous and say, hey, you know, I haven't seen you in a long time. It's been a week. We've been so busy. Do you have a few minutes? Let's just go for a quick walk or like even you know, over at the kitchen and ask them, so how was your weekend? You know, like what's new with you? What's, what's going on? Just start connecting with people. Cool. So make the effort to like take the time to be engaged, connect, like actually talk to somebody face to face. Face to face. And be curious about their life. Like get really interested yeah. in what they're up to and who they are. Yeah. And you'd be surprised because we don't do this often anymore that if you could just ask one really cool question, like just think of a question that you can ask and then just listen, just really listen to what they say. And if they even feel that you're really listening, they'll already feel like you care. And then they'll feel like, hey, you know what? Thanks so much for coming by and saying hello and asking me that question I didn't even think about though. Or it was really nice to, you know, just share and, and have a connection and have a good day. And then you kind of just walk away. It takes a few, you know, seconds or maybe a couple minutes. A um, couple other things to do is if you're really, really interested is we always offer like a lot of resources on our website. And there's this thing called the Circle Reflection Card, which we really love. And all it is is that, and you, I'll make sure that you put it on your website so you can have um, access to it. Cool. But basically what it is is that it's this form that you can just send out to three people. Just three people that you really care about or maybe that you you want to receive some some authentic um, feedback and appreciation from has all these questions and they basically fill it out and then you ask them to actually share the actual comments to you in person and so there's an opportunity if I send it to you it'll be questions like what do you think when when do you see Lori smile or you know what do you think all you the know? Time. yeah yeah all the time or what do you think are my core values or what is your dream for me right and then we have this little interaction maybe you can't answer all the questions but even if you just answered one of the questions you've actually you prompt someone and encourage someone to actually share and have a human connection with you. So that, again, is just fostering more, more conversation. And then just get really curious about your own personal core values first and then share that with someone. What, does it, what matters to you most in your life, personal and or business career? Cool. So I'm hearing, yeah, like from a leadership standpoint, like anybody can do this. Like you don't have to be the HR person to go and get out of your office. Well, imagine a leader doing it. Imagine a leader sends out that circle reflection card to all of the, his or her direct reports mm -hmm. and then has a, makes that to be their next one-on-one -on -one kind of activity. And then they sit there practicing to be vulnerable, practicing to receive and just listen. If you give your team member an opportunity to share what they see in you, like that human connection is going to feel like it's going to build your trust instantly because you're already saying, hey, I want to know what your feedback is on me. Mm. It's a great way to even, especially if you're not really used to giving feed, giving or receiving feedback, this is a really fun way to, to do it. Or just have that one-on-one -on -one with, with your team member and start connecting, asking them what matters to them most. Cool. Yeah. And like no judgment. I mean, I mean, she's running away from me. She's trying to get out of the, the frame. <laughs> yeah, no judgment. No, no, yeah, no, it's just openness. I mean, it's it's all about building trust and creating a safe space, right? Cool. Okay, yeah. And then that's what makes everybody connected and work better because you're a team. Exactly. Right? you got to trust your team members. you got to build that communication, that connection. And like ultimately, it's, you know, like that's your life. Yes. Like we spend all of our days at work. Yeah. working with other people yeah. and so a third of our life right so if you want to like how do you want to be remembered yeah 
exactly. think about that every day. And then I love when we started this um, session before we did the recording, we set an intention, right? So set the intention of how you want to be today. How do I want to be as a mom, a dad, a leader, a team member? What do I want to create? Set a really strong intention and then you can, at the end of the day, um, set a gratitude. Like what was great that you, you shared today? How did you show up today? Reflect on that. Yeah, absolutely. And like to that point, like one of the things that like I was committed to and what we created today is that like why I do what I do at SME Strategy is because having an aligned strategy, having a strategic plan and building culture into organizations, it affects you as the leaders, it affects the bottom line of the company, but it affects your staff. And it affects your staff and it affects their families and it affects like every single person that gets into connection. So when you talk about, hey, like, let's go for coffee. Hey, let's take five minutes or 10 minutes to talk. You don't know what that ripple effect is gonna do. And so if I make your day and you make somebody else's day, then they're gonna go somewhere else and that's gonna spread and that's gonna spread and that's gonna spread. And like, that's what the world needs right now. Like, yeah. you know. And love, love is what the world needs right now. There's a lot of fear and it's contagious, right? That, that is how we were built as human beings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were born. We were born loving. You came out of a human being. Yes. And you love the people around yeah. you. So we can't deny it anymore. And you know, I don't know if it was you that I shared um, this article with from uh, Jack Ma, who is the founder of the Alibaba Group, right? Mm -hmm. So he's he's now saying, you know, we're, we've talked about IQ, right, many many years. Then we said, okay, well, we can't just be smart. We actually have to have some emotional intelligence. That's the EQ. He's saying. What's even more important than the IQ and the EQ is the LQ, which is the love quotient, right? It's a little bit different than emotional intelligence, right? So you, you've got your smarts, you're a little bit more self-aware how to manage yourself and to manage your relationships, but then the love quotient is taking it a step further. What am I doing to make the first effort to trust more, to love more, to care more? Am I being collaborative? Am I, am I doing the best I can to create the best outcome? I'm gonna give a pause a little bit. Okay. And then I'll edit it. Because I purposely, I knew this was going to happen too. This, was it still recording or not? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> See, still going. It's perfect. But I'm going to... Okay. So, I don't even know. I'll cut it from anywhere else. <laughs> Love quotient. Um, where do I want to go back from there? Now I've got to get my train back. Well, one of the things you asked me that you really wanted to share is what are the trends? Mm. And I don't know if that's a question that you want to talk I about. I still, now. actually, that was okay. exactly what I wanted to talk about. Sure. I was trying to find a segue for it. Well, the, the love quotient is the, is the segue. Okay, perfect. Right? So it, it actually really connects to where we believe uh, companies want will, will want to focus on or need to focus on, right? So when, when I described what we did earlier, we were talking about humanizing work. Mm -hmm. What does that really mean to humanize work or humanizing the workplace? So... We did a lot of research um, earlier on, probably about a couple, t a couple years ago, uh, with talking with a lot of HR folks and business leaders. And we wanted to ask them, what are the skills that you currently have that you feel that you're really strong in? And if you could improve something about your skill set, uh, what would that be? And also, what, were some, what skills do your leaders need to elevate? And across the board, what people are looking for HR, business leaders, leaders in, in general, and just team members is the human skills. We, we are starving for human connection. 
right? So when Anthony proposed this question to me um, before the session, I was really thinking about it. The trend that we believe is coming is, is getting people to connect better on a human level. Okay, so there's a lot of EQ, emotional intelligence training that's happening, coaching, which is a different kind of, you know, a lot of people say coach, they coach, but it's really advising, like to have a true definition of coach, you know when you're coaching when 80% of the time um, the person that you're coaching is speaking and you're only asking questions 20% of the time. So check in on that when you're talking to people, who's talking more? Mm -hmm. If you're coaching, you're talking less because the other individual is really feeling empowered and coming up with their own solution. And then there's empathy and compassion. LinkedIn is doing a lot of um, leadership work around compassionate leadership. So all of that is where we feel the future is going, is about elevating the life experience through human skills. Cool. And then from a purely business standpoint, we're looking at like, what are the competitive advantages? You know, how can you, you know, beat your competition and take your company to the whole new level? And you know, we have like Lululemon here as like a big company that grew and they built their organization on culture. Google built their organization on culture. So, you know, what do you see? And I think we alluded to it before, but it's like, you know, if you start taking that EQ, the LQ and, and bringing it into your organization, what, what will be the output? What is the org, what's the organization going to look like after that? Right. Well, there's going to be different steps on how to get to it, first of all. So, uh, you know, when we talk about culture, it's not a cut, you know, a cut, copy and paste, one size fits all. So we get, we have to understand what's important to each organization because each organization is going to be different. So when we talk about um, culture, we actually refer to six elements of culture, right? right? So those six elements actually came from Tony Robbins' human needs. Are you familiar with Tony Robbins' human needs? Uh, enlighten me again. Yeah. So six, then, six things. Yeah. So six things, and hopefully I remember it too. <laughs> is Tony Robbins says like for any individual or human being to be to to um, experience fulfillment in life, so they it's not just happiness. It's like I feel like I'm fulfilled. I've, I've contributed. I feel ha more than happy. Right? Is um, variety. Right? Okay, variety. And then certainty. Okay. And then contribution, love connection, um, growth and learning, and contribution or significance. So that's six. Okay. So what we've done is we've translated that into six elements because there's human beings as well in an organization. So what if what if we knew exactly what the leaders and the and the people in the organization, what was important to them as it relates to human needs translated it into culture needs. So that means, do they have a strong culture story? Do they have a strong leadership team that are aligned, right? Is there human connection where people feel like they, they belong and they're valued and recognized? Is there learning opportunities within the organization? Is creativity um, uh, encouraged so that you there's no such thing as failure and you're always innovating and coming up with solutions and new ideas to, to, to um, better the company and lastly is there a strong ecosystem that is adaptive to the changes that are happening right so when we say ecosystems we're not bombarded or held back from you know all these different processes that don't make sense or we're checking in that the process is actually supporting our business to grow and to change when we need to change right so 
that's very like has to be simple where people get it. A process is nothing if people don't understand why you have it and you know what and how it's actually going to support the business. So those six elements, once we understand what those six elements are in an organization, then we can better um, and what their what the priority is, then we can better then help that organization or the organization can then focus on what's important to the organization. And then you can create programs that actually support those. Well, absolutely. And it sounds like, like a systematized, systemized process within the organization and ultimately goes back to the very first thing that we said is that you have those things in place and you have human beings, employees, people that are self-actualized, that are fulfilling like their best selves, and then they're bringing that to work. Like they're bringing that to everything they do, and you know they're unleashed. They're really ready to give it their all because their lives are complete. Like they are whole, and they can bring everything to the workplace. Yeah, it's just it's just it's again when when we talked about individuals and getting them to understand what their values and purpose are, so they can live a most authentic life. It's the same thing with organizations. Mm-hmm. Right? If your company doesn't understand what's important to every single person in the company, and then to be working towards that, which is different, it's not about industry. Like we're finding that, you know, not every single tech company is similar to every other single tech company, or mining, or banking, or whatever. It's actually, it, it, it we have to ask the question and really create a unique culture profile for every organization, and then from that place, create the best vision to support it and grow it. That's amazing. Okay. That's awesome. Cool. Okay, so how can how can people get a hold of you? How can people get a hold of me? Um, they can go to our website at sparkcreationsinc.com and or just Google and you'll find something that links back to us because we post a lot of information. One of the things that I'm addicted to is waking up at 5 in the morning and re- reading a lot. So if you link in with me, you'll then start to see all my posts and you can always turn it off if it's too much. But at least if you're trying to find information, you could just like search Lori and all the information is. I'm all about sharing and open source and um, giving you guys the tools so that you can do it yourself because we're not going to be able to reach all 7 billion people in the world. So if we can make it easy for you to just start doing it, then we can all start elevating the life experience at work and at home together. I love that. So I connect with Lori on LinkedIn. Check her out, uh, Spark Creations Inc. Com, and then I'll put up the link to the circle reflection card awesome. on here. Lori, it's been great. such a pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. If you like today's episode, consider rating us five stars on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or whatever software you use to play your podcast. And why don't you give it a share with somebody in your network? If they'll benefit from it, they'll be happy you did. Also, if you're looking to create your own strategic plan, check out our strategic planning starter kit available at smestrategy.net slash starter kit. It's video walkthroughs, templates, and workbooks so you can easily create your own strategic plan, give your team the direction that they need so they can be engaged and bought into your plan and really make a strategic plan that's easy to follow and easy to execute on. So visit smestrategy.net slash starter kit and for your strategic planning starter kit. And I look forward to sharing with you in the next episode. Thanks so much for joining me and talk to you all soon. Take care.